Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, there's a certain somber feeling about All Saints Day because it begins with the kind of darkness of Hallow's Eve. And if we return back to the origin, knowing, for example, that in Latin America and in Spain, where I come from, the first and second of November are holidays and there's no school, people go away. So if it happens to fall on a Tuesday and Wednesday, people have been off for five days since last Friday. <laughs> uh, but in old times, since we were celebrating on the 2nd of November, the All Souls Day, and it was the day to go to the cemetery and clean the tombstones, and the kids would, you know, bring a snack and and the families would, together sing and clean and bring flowers and get the tombs ready since the first was a holiday of obligation and it is a day for church and celebration the tombs were fixed on the 31st of of October and it was the Hallows Eve so it was the day of uh, you know playing pranks and waiting around in the tombstones and so it became a day where spookiness prevailed but all saints day is a a day of rejoicing it's a day where the ultimate goal of our life to sanctify our lives so that we can walk in the light of the lord and then one day be with him forever in eternity and be with him face to face So All Saints Day celebrates that ultimate victory achieved and therefore it's a very bright and light and wonderful day. And when we understand that the three churches, you you know, we are in the militant church, the church that is still in the battle, in the bivouac of life. And then we've got the triumphant church that already has victoriously lived the life of the Beatitudes and is now in eternity with the Father. And then we've got the church that is still waiting for that final purification, that the choices that we make in life that do not align with God, in His mercy, He gives us a chance to purify ourselves. And there can be a sense of suffering that can be guided and understood as a means for cleansing. But today we celebrate All Saints Day and the church gives us these wonderful, wonderful readings starting 
with one in the book of Revelation where John sees an angel that is holding a seal and crying out in a loud voice and four angels appear and the foreheads of the servants of God are going to be sealed. And the number is 144,000 and we know that's a number of perfection of the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles and a thousand is the number for a multitude. So the church built upon the foundation of the Israelite faith of the 12 tribes and on top of that, the new covenant. So we've got that marked with a vision of a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, every race, every people, every tongue, and they're standing before the throne, before the Lamb, in white robes, holding palm branches and crying, salvation comes from our God who is seated on the throne and from the Lamb. And the angels are standing there as well, with the elders and the creatures and prostrated before the throne there saying blessing glory wisdom and thanksgiving honor power and might be to our God forever we've got these people in the white robe signifying that they have purified themselves in the blood of the lamb not because all any of us can justify ourselves but really coming into agreement and alignment with that victory of the Lord and these are the ones that have survived the, tr the time of great distress and washed their robes. So this time of suffering that can come where we are tested and the Lord is saying, washed in the blood of the Lamb, we can then stand before the Father. Friends, the psalm given to us today is, Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. That's a great definition for what it means to be a saint. Is somebody that aligns life with a heavenly perspective and is longing with hope, faith, and love to see the Father. The Lord's are the earth in its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. We're seeing here a picture of the saints, the desires of their hearts set on the Lord and coming before the Father, the throne of heaven with clean hands and clean attire. He shall receive the blessing from God. She shall receive a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks the Lord. Friends, today we have a letter from, the from John, the first letter of John where we find that this love of the Father that has made us children of God is the root of all possibility to be saints. And perhaps you are like me, that when I was little, I thought of saints as these unique persons that had a halo and they just didn't really appear to live a regular life. They seem to be surrounded by unique circumstances that made them very remote. But the Lord says... All of us are children of God, anointed by the, by the sacrifice of Jesus. And when we choose to be part of his team, part of his apostles, part of the church, the body of the church, then he reveals to us the mysteries and the truths that he came to reveal to the apostles. Everyone who has this hope makes himself or herself pure. 
So this idea that being a saint is involves this purification, this sense of shedding the ways of the world, aligning our mind with the mind of Christ, letting go of our own thoughts and desires and trying to align our mind and our heart with the Lord. The church gives us today Matthew 5, the first 12 verses, where Jesus is with a crowd and he goes up to the mountain after he sits down and the disciples come to him. Jesus begins to teach us, friends, and he gives us the Beatitudes, the pathway for sainthood. Blessed are those that are poor in spirit, those who mourn, because in this bivouac of life, in this fight for what is right, we sometimes bemoan the craziness around us and we mourn and the Lord comforts us and says, I've placed you here for the expansion of my kingdom and I've trusted that you are equipped. Blessed are the meek when we come to the Lord with humility. Moses, the man who was the humblest, of course, Jesus, right? They were humble. Blessed are those who hunger for and thirst for righteousness and the merciful, the clean of heart, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted, those who receive accusations. Jesus says, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. So if one of the readings tells us that at the end of time in Revelation we'll stand before the throne white robes and branches and singing with the angels, and Jesus tells us that this, this process involves a blessing from heaven when we align our heart with humility, with kindness, with hunger for the good things, mourning for the things that are not really of God, and we have purity based on being poor in spirit, then the kingdom of heaven is ours, friends, and we shall see God if we remain clean. And these are the promises then for all of us. It's not a far removed image with a halo, but it is walking in the life that God has assigned us with fortitude, with prudence, with justice, with all the virtues that we can work and cleanse and align so that we can be the best version of ourselves as we walk through our earthly life. So friends, we come to the throne today asking our Heavenly Father to give us rest in Him, to allow our works to be sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Father, we praise You, we bless You, we adore You. We sing with all the choirs of angels, with the saints that surround You, with white robes and branches, knowing that one day we will come to You as well. And knowing that we want to be judged, Father, so that we will know in what ways we are failing so that we can rebuild and restore the places in our lives that are not really allowing you to reign in them, Father. We ask for the example of those who've come before us and that have set the path straight that they will intercede for us in the heavenly realm and send us angels as well, Father, to accompany us in all of our ways. We ask all of these things in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.
Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.